Welcome to the Article Reading Club podcast, where we explore thought-provoking articles and dive deep into their fascinating insights. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Article Reading Club. In this occasion, we have Jose Aleman. This is a great friend and I'm excited to have him here again because we actually had Jose in our previous season. So Jose, how are you doing? Hi, Eli. Uh, well, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. And well, I'm happy to be back. Thank you for having me. It's actually a pleasure to have you here. I know that you're going to help us a lot to discuss this article. Guys, we are discussing today the role of mental health in global sustainable development. This article was written by Garen Staglin, and it's going to cover the objective number three, about the sustainable development goals, which is well-being and healthcare. So the first thing that I would like us to to have from you is an introduction. Um, I would like you to introduce yourself and also share your background as an ESL teacher and also as an in instructional content developer. Um, all right. Well, um... Regarding being a teacher, I would say that everything started when I finished high school. To be honest, uh, at that time, I didn't know what to do, but I did know English, English was uh, essential, that I had to learn English regardless what I was going to do next. So, because I didn't know what to, uh, what to do or what to study at university, so I started by studying English. Uh, time later, the idea of being a teacher um, came to me, so so I continued to move in that in that direction. And well, and, and I worked as a teacher for a couple of years, and it was an amazing experience. I learned a lot, and well, and, and being a teacher is very rewarding. Then now I'm working as a content developer, an instructional content developer, um, which is pretty interesting I do enjoy what I do but that um, that job or or this new profession let's say I would say it came up or it came by chance okay so like I, I found the opportunity and I also saw the the necessity to learn new skills and and well like like learning about uh, technology and you know uh, communication resources is uh, well, now it's fundamental these days, you know, how 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 we communicate um, nowadays. I totally agree. Uh, actually learning, we should have this type of things uh, for actually for our mental health, learning new skills and learning new things, not necessarily a new profession, but it could be a hobby, it could be a skill that can help you with the development of your previous career. So this is amazing. I'm, I really love how you have uh, developed your career because now you can actually put into practice everything that you learned in your in your career as a teacher, now as an instructional content developer. So that's amazing. Um, we are actually talking about mental health. This is like the main topic of this article. And something that caught my attention was one of the the statements or is it is actually an a statement that was given by the who the world health organization 
they said there there can be no health or sustainable development without mental health. Do you agree? Do you agree with this? Absolutely, I do agree with this statement. Um, you know, like I think we have or we are changing this concept about what um, healthcare is. Like for so many years, we we have thought like like being healthy is having a healthy body and like when like you know like you don't have to go to the doctor um, so often. Um, and it was just that for 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 so long but nowadays we are more conscious uh how important how how essential it's uh you know is feeling mentally well like is as important as your body so yes i do agree excellent and now i can emphasize on this uh, latin phrase sorry for the pronunciation but i don't know latin Men sana in corpore sano. And this is translated as a healthy mind is a healthy body. This is exactly what you said, right? There should be a balance. The body cannot be healthy if your, if your mind is not healthy. So uh, this is basically what you said. How do you see the connection between mental health and sustainable development? Why is mental health an important aspect of the SDGs uh, in this agenda. Okay, well, like uh, overall health care and well-being uh, is the third goal of this agenda. Um, well, and of course, like mental health is part of this of this uh, third goal. Um, well, uh, going back to the this statement we just mentioned, like uh, mental health plays a plays a fundamental role, like. Um, when you are sick, like, I don't know if you wake up sick, eh, whatever it is, you have a migraine, let's say, like, um, you, you see, like, like your body is not physically ready to work. Same thing as when there are many things going on in your mind, like, like, like sometimes people, uh, well, cannot perform their daily duties just because of everything uh, they're going through, like like they have too much on their plates. And, and yeah, it becomes like, uh, well, really, really challenging for them to uh, to go or move forward with their days. The thing is that it's something that we cannot see, like, you know, physical health, like if you are, if you are sick, so uh, it can be visible, but you know, like uh, being mentally healthy or mentally unhealthy, it's something that you cannot see as, as easy. Exactly, that's the problem. And there is a lot of stigmatization among friends, among coworkers, other people, uh, family members, because as you said, we cannot see this. Um, I was listening to a TikTok today and I it caught my attention a lot because sometimes um, we say like, oh yes, this crazy person, or you are so uh, crazy, um, you are bi bipolar, for example, and we are using strong words that are not actually related to, I mean, like to the knowledge that we should know, like uh, this is a strong word, I think that it goes beyond, so playing with this kind of words can be dangerous, specifically for the person who you are 
given those comments, right? So yes, there there is like a misinformation, I, I would say as well in this topic. Um, there is actually something else that I would like you to to comment, which it caught my attention as well. They said that only 25% of the World Health Organization's members have integrated mental health into their healthcare systems. Only 20, 25%, and I think that it's 193 members of this uh, organization. So why do you think mental health has been neglected in, in many countries? And what are the potential consequences of this neglect? Um, it's been neglected because um, in the past, there wasn't any awareness regarding mental health. Like, uh, it wasn't even a topic to talk about. Um, um, well, you know, like, well, here, Culturally speaking, um, here in well, here in Costa Rica, you know, like like the way we were, um, the the way we were raised, you know, like hey, uh, that's nothing, like you'll be okay, and um, comments like that. And so you grew you up thinking cry. like, exactly, you shouldn't cry, okay. So you're being dramatic. Um, those kind of comments, uh, we grew up well listening to them and thinking that, um, yeah, okay, I, that shouldn't be important then. Um, so that is like we were not conscious how important mental health is, and I would say that uh, the consequences or the potential consequences are the uh, well, is what we are uh, experiencing today, like. Uh, there is an important percentage of the population who have uh, these uh, mental disorders or um, well, or mental health problems, you know, like, like depression, anxiety, and as you mentioned, bipolar, um, or well, many other disorders, um, which are very, very important to, to pay attention to. Um, and you see, that is the consequence, like what, what we are experiencing today. Like in the past, we didn't pay attention to this. And now these generations are paying for those consequences. And what's, hap what's happening? Like many people are not able to handle um, this kind of situations or how to deal with uh, with their minds. So, you know, and, and well, it's been, a, it's been such a great impact. Um, well, unfortunately, this is increasing, but on the other side, uh, at least like there is more information about it. I totally agree. Uh, according to the article, uh, this has been improving. You know, uh, still in two thousand twenty-two, there were there was this this uh, uh, amount of or percentage, but they said they say that even the world's most developed countries struggle to make progress. For example, in the United States. 57 of people suffering with a mental illness that are not treated. Uh, and as we said, this is um, anxiety, depressive disorders, and um, this continues more and more. Um, so it's it's important to, to actually talk about this, as you said. On the other side, we have COVID, right? Um, we know we... Uh, truly know uh, everybody faced this uh, that COVID 
impacted the global mental health crisis. Can you share some insights into the increased cases of depression and anxiety during this time? Or maybe I can change a little bit the question and maybe we mm -hmm. can talk about your experience. Okay, well, uh, first in general terms, um, I would say that COVID uh, boosted um, boosted mental health problems. Like, of course, it, they were happening before COVID, but you know, like, um, but it just increased um, very fast with uh, with COVID. So making, uh, you know, mental health crisis more visible. Okay, and people started to talk more uh, more about, hey, I'm going to the through depression. Yes, I feel I feel very anxious. Uh, I'm locked at home and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my time. I lost my job. Things like that. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it, uh, COVID gave this like uh, extra spicy, not in a good way, you know, but this uh, extra spicy ingredient that made um, mental health increase. And yes, as you mentioned, even before COVID, I was um, attending uh, the psychologist. So, well, um, it's been a great help, such a great help in. Um, well, I would say that, you know, because of the things I was going through, like like the like COVID or the pandemic, so did it, didn't punch me in the face as hard as it might have done with other people because I was, you know, I was having my own struggle. So like, okay, COVID, okay, just, it's like, personally, it was like, okay, there is COVID, but I also have these are things. So like, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't so radical to me in a personal way. And what could you mention or what are the, the benefits of therapy in your mental health? Uh, generally, not necessarily speaking about uh, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, to be honest, I would say everything. And well, maybe if you allow me, you know, to, to become a bit personal um, in this podcast, well, there was a moment in my life that I really, I really didn't know what to do. Like everything was wrong. Like I had problems at work. I had money issues. I was in a very um, toxic relationship, uh, like, like, you know, like all of the things, all of the areas of my life, I, I, I wasn't able to face them. So, and you know, and to be honest, I have such hard thoughts, like really, really hard thoughts, like, hey, um, like I didn't find any way. So the only way was, you know, like doing things that, well, fortunately I didn't, right? Cause I'm here, uh, but that was the point. That, that was the moment that when they say, okay, I need help. So I need some professional help. I need to look uh, for somebody who who helped me because I can't face it. Um, so that's what I say, everything. Then I started a, a therapy process um, and I just focused on being better um, mentally speaking because, um, well, I wasn't able to do anything. Um, I didn't believe myself. Uh, I didn't have motivation. Um, 
to me, all scenarios were like uh, so drastic or so dark. Um, well, now, now that that's why today uh, I understand the importance and how how relevant it is to you know to fit your mind. Now that you are learning this new ability of becoming or this new skill of becoming an instructional content developer, I suppose there is a great influence in your own well-being as a professional in this area specifically, because you said that you didn't believe in yourself. Okay, well, it's a very interesting question. Um, exactly, because I was going through this process. There was a moment that I said, well, I think I can... Uh, I can do something better for myself. I think I feel capable, you know, to to find a better job, to find better opportunities. And so I I just tried. I just tried and and I, you know, tried new tried not to be so harsh on myself. Um it's been challenging. Uh, I cannot say that, hey, I believe in myself and now everything is easy. No, it's not the case, right? Um, but I continue to try. I continue to try it. And I have um, you know, I have wins. Um, and also uh, fails or failures. Um, so one day things go, you know, well as I expected. Some others, mm, well, they like things don't go as I wish. But you know, I I keep consistent um, and have this empathy and, and try and yeah, and I am more, you know, like. Um, well, yes, I have more empathy with myself, pretty much. Nice. I'm very, very yeah. happy to hear this. Thank you for, for sharing these personal situations with us. Jose, the article mentions the importance of creating a supportive culture that encourages employees to seek the help when needed. How can this be applied in the context of language learning and ESL classrooms? What do you think are the strategies or the resources that teachers we can provide to support the mental well-being of the of our of our students? Um, well, uh, culturally speaking, I would say that um, first thing first, and I mean that you need to take care of yourself. Uh, that's number one. Okay, uh, from that point of departure then you'll be able to to help others so um in that case well me as a teacher um you know like or what i or what i recommend is you know like make your students feel hurt uh or make your students feel like that you care you know with very simple actions uh for example um take five minutes of your class just to ask how they are doing um well pay attention listen to it like like demonstrate that you truly care um you know how they are doing how they are feeling uh you can uh you can thank your class or your students for something positive or something uh something they achieved um also make make room for these kind of conversations make make, make room in your class to talk about mental health uh, health in in you know, in how important, how necessary is these days. So I think those are the actions and the steps that you as a teacher uh, can take um, during your classes, okay? So it doesn't have to be, you know, like, like sometimes we have these very high expectations, like, hey, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna come up with this big project, 
which will be really nice. And if it's in your possibilities, go ahead for that. But also these very uh, small or tiny actions, they have a very, you know, such a great impact. And sometimes you don't even realize uh, how, how important it's for one of your students to say, hey, the teacher asked how I was doing, like nobody did at home. Like, like there is a person who cared. And so you see like, and having that from a teacher, um, you know, and, and, it, and it makes your classes, your lessons more enjoyable. Amazing. I really liked those ideas. Um, I'm going to share this in, in probably in, in one reel or something on Instagram because I really liked those ideas. Nice. Um, I was wondering if your company promotes mental health. If yes, how does this happen there? Mm, yes, the company I work for, uh, they promote uh, mental health. Um, well, I'm not like super, um, you know, involved in those uh, programs, but they have like like programs or activities in which uh, they encourage uh, mental health with, I don't know, some activities, and they also help other people um, uh, well, for example, they donate money or they also donate time, like they go and share with, um, uh, with kids, for example, yeah, just, just to, just to mention an example, maybe they go with, um, you know, these kind of, uh, places where kids, they don't have a home and spend time with them. So I think that is also, um, you know, all these things to me, they are part of mental health and my favorite piece I would say like the company I work for they offer um psychological help help sorry um so like if you are interested um you send human resources an email saying that you would like to you know have some therapy sessions and they uh get you in contact with a psychologist that is amazing I have heard about other companies who promote this type of help to their um to their workers and this is amazing more and more uh, companies are doing this and this definitely goes uh, in order to achieve this uh, goal specifically on the on the agenda that's amazing um i had just a question because normally when we change our jobs especially if it is a profession uh, I mean, especially if you're changing drastically the profession in which you were working uh, before, there is a chaos in your mind. There is a lot of anxiety. You have to start um, using other programs, learning new um, abilities. How did you come up with all this stress of the onboarding process, uh, this anxiety? Um, mentally speaking, how was it? How was the process? And you were very experienced thanks to your um, therapy sessions. So how did you manage this? And what could be the pieces of advice that you can give to people who are facing this same uh, onboarding process? Mm -hmm. um, well, uh, sincerely, it was challenging. Uh, well, and, and I had a chance in the blessing, let's say, you know, to go to therapy. And of course that helped. 
but like I mean it doesn't exempt you from having these emotions these feelings and and, and sometimes fight against your own mind and your own thoughts so like you know learning a new skill because well when I moved to this job uh, uh, I also had to learn like many skills that uh well, that I do today as a, as a content developer, and well, it was super challenging learning new tools. Um, you know, being exposed out of my comfort zone, and 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 sometimes you cannot avoid, you know, to compare with others. And you say, hey, uh, my colleagues are doing well, and I'm not doing so well as I wish. And these thoughts they come to your mind. Um, I would say that well it is okay or it is normal to have those kind of feelings like you know we are uh we are human beings and um and we cannot you know we cannot avoid that like th those things happen um my piece of advice is embrace like sometimes we feel very uncomfortable with those feelings and uh, people do not like to feel uncomfortable, which is okay. Like nobody likes it, but there are moments that, well, it is not possible to avoid that. So um, embracing those feelings and, and actually feeling them, like be, because what we do is like avoid. Like, hey, I, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna think, I don't wanna feel this, this. Uh, well, what is happening right now? So you look for a way to distract yourself, but no, like, hey, uh, um listen listen to yourself um what are you feeling why are you feeling this um what can you do i mean um uh, as soon as you embrace your feelings those negative feelings you calm down a bit more like uh sometimes it's just this process like hey i don't want to feel or i don't want to i don't want to go through this because this makes me well it's not pleasant at all but once you take it and you pass through, everything is better. So um, that would be definitely uh, my piece of advice. Of course, it's not going to solve, you know, maybe maybe your problems, but definitely it will give you a better perspective. And you say, well, this is this 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 is the reality. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I think. Uh, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. So uh, what can I do with all this real scenario? Nice, excellent. Yes, writing, doing journaling. Uh, this is another piece mm -hmm. of advice that I would like to add there. Mm -hmm. um, internalizing what you are feeling and what are the emotions recognizing mm -hmm. as you said those those emotions are going to be crucial for your mm -hmm. for your mental health and finally i would like to ask you what steps can be taken to improve mental health care globally now if we talk about uh, the world specifically how can we ensure that more individuals have access to diagnosis, to treatment, and also to support everywhere? Mm -hmm. oh, well, that, that's a very interesting question. In uh, well, you know, the, uh, we don't have like uh, like the secret recipe to do this, and it also 
we also need to take into account the, the context, the place we live in, uh, you know, like like the culture. There are many things that uh, the government and politics, you know. So um, all these things matter. But um, I would say what we can do is, well, I said this before, but first take care of yourself. And, and I truly believe this because if you are not okay with yourself, so then you are not able to help others. And I think like, you know, this goal is like, everybody deserves, you know, to be okay or to have a good uh, mental health. And then, well, do do what is in your possibilities. You know, sometimes we complain so much, hey, like the government and this situation and the COVID, and yes, those things are real. Unfortunately, we can't do much about it. But if but if there is something that you can do, maybe just donate. You can donate money if it is possible. You can donate your time. Um, like, I don't know, if you, if you just give your money to an organization who helps people with, you know, with mental health. So you might not even realize, but you might be helping someone, you know, to, to have a, a, a therapy session, you know, with a professional. And... And well, that's something really cool. That's something really positive. Um, so, you know, like, like um, think about the smallest steps. Sometimes we want to cover big things and, and you know, try to figure out the, the world in just one step. Um, well, but, you know, we can't. Um, I go back to what you just said before, like also, like meditation, doing journaling, have a hobby, um, you know, uh, do physical activity, listen to a podcast, read a book, okay? Um, and also recommend this to, to, someone, to someone who might need it. Like, um, also, you know, like, like uh, helping or supporting each other, you know, talk to a friend. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, friends, uh, are great psychologists too, you know, like, um, so it's, it's just that, like, like uh, do what it is within your possibilities, do your best, um, yeah, that would be my piece of advice. Amazing, thank you. The, the article finishes with this statement, it says, the words and commitments on mental health by the UN and the WHO are welcome and necessary. So I'm very happy that the first podcast, sorry, the first episode that I had with someone with a guest was with you. And also it was uh, talking about mental health, which is necessary. And we should continue speaking about this topic, definitely. Would you like to mention something else just to conclude? uh well no pretty much i just want to thank you for uh for inviting me uh well this topic um i really feel you know this this passion for because um well to me mental health is um like one of the most essential things like like when you can be at peace with yourself and it doesn't mean that everything is perfect no but like like you are able to know yourself a little bit more um recognize manage and handle your emotions um 
and you know it's like it's like um learning about your body and mind is like you know like driving a car it's like like we have this vehicle which is our body which is our mind that we need to learn how to drive um it's not easy it's not an easy thing but you know like my final piece of advice is um care care about yourself and, and care about your loved ones thank you jose it was amazing Thank you, guys, and see you in our next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.